0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. In the world of strange and paranormal news, NASA discovers six giant galaxies that are so old they shouldn't exist. NASA discovered six giant galaxies that are so ancient researchers have said they shouldn't even exist anymore. A team of astrophysicists found the mysterious objects hiding the images taken by the James, James Webb Space Telescope, which was published in a study on February 22nd. And other news, cocaine bear has surpassed expectations 21 million dollars opening weekend of the project. Now, this is actually a true story. I'm gonna get you guys the full story by next week, but this is based, give or take, on a true story. Somewhere along the lines where the bear actually takes the cocaine, goes on a rampage for a short stint, and then eventually dies from an overdose. Yes, and that can happen to animals as well a 3500 year old bear preserved in permafrost dissected by researchers now this is from fox news absolutely unique scientists were able to get a nearly perfect look at a 172 pound specimen and the last meal she had ever eaten this also goes because this goes great with the news because we already know that some scientists are trying to replicate or rebirth the woolly mammoth and preserved bodies like this are something that they can use in order to do so. So I don't know if we should be happy about that or not, but this is something that is a very big scientific leap and archeological find. Now, to get into today's episode, which I've been very very happy and anticipating doing, I like to formally introduce a regular that will be on season four, joining me for more than one episode. He's going to be a repeat guest and more sturdy on the show, Joey Aiella is with me today. We are physically recording together. Joey, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we're doing some things different. I am have Joey physically with me, so we don't have to do an audio call-in. We're using different microphones. We're testing things out. And we're going to try to give you a ancient alien-esque episode today based on the Seraphim of Sakara. We've done our research. We're here today. And it's something that we're looking forward to doing. And again, I told you on other episodes that Joey is an expert in this. He does constant research, something that he's interested in. And we're gonna be getting into this as the background music dies down. Joey, welcome back. What do you think about today's episode, buddy? You got a lot in store for us? Yeah, uh,
1: for sure. We definitely have a lot to cover here. Um, the Seraphim of Saqqara is, uh, is a place a lot of people don't know about. When you think about Egypt, you think about uh, about the great pyramids and you know particularly the 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 one with the king's chamber the biggest one there is no one really ever talks about the functionality of the other pyramids or what pharaohs they belong to um so this one is definitely interesting because um there's a, a younger dryas impact theory that suggests that somewhere at the end of the last ice age there was um There was an impact uh it was probably in the ocean somewhere i don't exactly know where um but it would make sense due to the you know fresh water that was running through egypt and the rest of the world being flooded at that time and you know biblical times um every great bible has a story of a flood and and all these different nations were uh, not nations i should say um uh
0: Regions and regions, countries, 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 yeah, they all
1: yeah. have like this this folklore of of a of a, of a great flood. Um, so it's it's very possible that the Seraphim of Sakkar is much older than uh, ancient Egypt. Uh, Egyptologists suggest it is. Um, I know you have you've done some research yourself. Whatever you want to throw in there.
0: Well, Graham Hancock, right? His name—that's the right name. He was on Ancient Apocalypse mm-hmm. and. One of the things that he stated on that Netflix documentary, which wasn't the first time, it was actually um, more than once, it was the fact that he believed strongly that places around, not just in Egypt, but around the world, where there's this really articulate construction, almost impossible to build nowadays, has the the date that is given to us in archeological standards now, is the wrong date. And he's rebuttaled on that constantly. But the one place in particular is in Egypt with the pyramids of Giza, the seraphim of Saqqara, the Sphinx itself, that he is a strong believer that that head does not belong. And we talked about this in another podcast episode, that that head does not belong on the Sphinx. He believes it was... um, Reconstructed. Reconstructed. It was one of the dogs that the Egyptians used to um, use. I I forgot the name of the dog that uh, that they they used. But he believes that was the original head to the Sphinx. And when the Egyptians came and apparently, and this is all air quotes, when the Egyptians came and found the pyramids, he believes they reconstructed the Pharaoh face, which you can tell is very significantly different compared to the other Mm -hmm. architect around it. And... He believes that was replaced at a later date from the Egyptians that came and discovered that was already there. Which leads us to the Seraphim of Saqqara, which is the theory to some scientists and archaeologists that Egyptians came and discovered something that was already
1: built there. Right, they inherited it. Uh, So for your guests that don't know what the Seraphim of Saqqara is, it's an underground complex in Necropolis, Saqqara. Um, it was constructed around, they say, uh, 1250 BC and used as a burial place for the sacred Apis bull. Uh, it was constructed in the incantations of the God, Th- uh, Thoth, I believe. Um, the complex consists of a series of underground galleries and chambers cut out in solid limestone and bedrock. Now, uh, for even the Egypt, let's say what, what Egyptian dynasty, uh, did they say, um, constructed this and I don't believe I don't believe they alluded to them saying that they constructed it definitively uh, I think uh, mainstream archaeology is kind of on the fence now about them this, inheriting yeah, it from a much yeah
0: this day. particular site they Egyptologists are dead set that the Egyptians of that time span were the ones that built the pyramids and the sphinx right. this particular site baffles them to this day because what is down there, those sarcophagi that you talked about, is the, the, the craftsmanship shouldn't have existed
1: at that time. No. I mean, um, even you know, Master Masons today, say the polish on those boxes and the right angles, especially in the cornering sections of the inside, it's so precise that today we would have a hard time um, cutting those stones it almost seems like it was done by laser which today we have laser laser technology that does cut uh granite and certain
0: laser stones. and diamond almost and that right. would have been i mean i'm just taking a uh, a guess here diamonds would have been hard to come by at that time period a little right. was, harder to find
1: there was no excavation of diamonds that we know of at the time going back you know five thousand, six thousand years ago when they suggested this was built um so some interesting facts about it are there are 13 of them or no uh 24 sarcophagi they're saying that there could be even more because there's some false walls um within the the complex that still haven't been you know you know dug out and and archaeologists really haven't um gone gone down that far so each each sarcophagi is about 80 tons um we, we actually don't recalling them sarcophagi, but I want to point out we don't, we don't actually even know if they are sarcophagi.
0: I don't think if I recalled correctly, they ever found the apis in there, which was the bulls, which was right? The bulls, they so. never really definitively said they
1: found bulls in those, to, in those granite tombs. Right. So it, for all intents and purposes, they could have been empty or they could have been... We don't exactly know the functionality of them, um, but they never found anything in them. I think the first one... Um, And the the lids on them are so heavy that we didn't even have the technology to move the lids in the early 1900s when they were uh, discovered. Um, And there was an Egyptologist back then who, um, I I forget his name, Um, it'll come to me eventually, but he actually used dynamite to open up one of the... He
0: did. I watched a YouTube video. Um, I think I sent it to you. It was um, a person that's really into Egyptology. And he pointed out one in the video. He said something along the lines where, you know, humans are so curious to what's inside that we had to go and destroy something from ancient history. And that particular one was blasted. And I remember him saying something along the lines that there was nothing inside, which really leads to the question of why they built, what, 23 or 24 of these pinpoint accurate boxes at 70 80 tons that were down in a tunnel which means underground and where did they how did they do it how did they get the granite to do this did they get it from outside somewhere did they get the granite inside they found granite under the tunnel and then constructed it either way whether the granite was there or they they brought it from elsewhere it's a feat that no one knows what happened right how they even did that
1: so for reference, seventy tons. One ton is two thousand pounds. We, mm. We've talked about, you know, the scale of it before on podcasts. Mm. Um, and the reason why it's important is because two thousand uh, pounds. I don't. There's a there's a popular show. I was trying to put it into perspective for somebody the other day that I was talking to about it. Um, there's a show on Netflix. I think it's like the Three Hundred or something where they're trying to find like the strongest people out of three hundred people in um, in Korea i I did
0: see this it's fairly new right right
1: so there's there's a team event there now that towards the end of the last few episodes um where they're they're all pushing 1.5 tons in a ship they created some kind of ship for them and they have to push it up a hill and it's a team of six six of the strongest people you know
0: and i've seen what these these people look like like, they look
1: incredible juiced
0: out like (laughs) like
1: like our prime, talking, our prime at the gym we didn't have steroids 15,000 years yeah, ago so we didn't absolutely. have a bunch of juice heads moving these stones around
0: <laughs> absolutely which they which they in that particular video um I wish I had it on me to show you real quick um I don't know if you maybe real quick you can go back to it cuz I did send you that video but the person that was um making the YouTube video he was with a you know um I wouldn't say he was an Egyptologist I think he was more of a tour guide there hired him they went in there and from what he was saying as he was showing the YouTuber, he was explaining that in order for them to have moved this, if they brought them down the tunnels, it would have took anywhere from 15 to 30 people above the height of six feet and above the weight of 225 pounds total, together, 20 to 25 to 30 of these people, right. at that height, at that weight, to even budge. just to budget. Just the budget.
1: You couldn't get enough hands on it to move it, to
0: be honest. You wouldn't be, exactly, he said that as well. How would you get in this small tunnel that probably was uh, the width anywhere between five feet, six feet, to move these things? It's impossible, he said. It was impossible. And if
1: you watch the show, and I just thought to myself as I was watching the show, I'm like, man, watching these guys that are just jacked out of their mind trying to move this ship up a slope, and it only weighs 1.5 tons, which is... You know, nothing. Uh, oh, it's nothing. Not comparison. even
0: a dent to the 70-ton, it, it, yeah.
1: It's close to like... So one ton is 2,000 pounds, so they're they're moving, you know, right, 2,500 pounds. It's nothing by comparison to 70 tons. Okay,
0: so to ones. the listeners, you Joey's breaking this down, okay? One point, how many tons is that ship on that show? 1.5. 1. 1.5. 5. 1. 5. There's how many of these things? 23, 24 of these things in Seraphim of Saqqara? Right. Four twenty-four 24 of them at 70 tons each each some of them are at 100 tons they say perfectly built so I'll just put that into perspective for people like our friend michael if you're listening that really think the pyramids with those stones were weighing at what 30 to 40 tons right
1: this is this is not a primitive culture that's, yes that's this doing is, this this is this is highly advanced technology. this
0: is a particular yeah, yeah. site that almost is in my opinion now ever since i found out about it more questionable than the pyramids of Egypt.
1: well there's there's more yeah I mean, yeah we go to Puma Punku in south america that might blow your mind too But well, let's let's not stray from the path um
0: oh we got time man yeah. we're we're in person today no, we can make this <laughs> a, a joe rogan
1: esque <laughs> episode three hours let's go so it was cut and quarried these stones from ashwan egypt mm-hmm. now Ashwan and Sakar are five hundred miles apart. So they cut, they cut, they cut and quarried these stone work. They cut and quarried these stones five hundred miles apart from one another. So what type of technology I would like to know? There's there's no cars, there's no cranes, there's no you know you're not putting this on a flatbed truck that runs on diesel and and going five hundred miles. That's like going going to Virginia from New York City. You know, and, and dropping a, a seventy ton we couldn't do it today, me and you, if we wanted to, right. even with the tech today, right? Like if we bought a truck now, for instance, and they said, Hey, move this, it weighs seventy tons. Figure it out, guys. They're just we need cranes, okay. we need we need a lot of
0: manpower. So what I'm gonna do now is with what you saying this, okay, um, I'm gonna explain how some anti advanced civilization, anti alien people are gonna claim or their their claim right. is for building it. And I want you to actually Google for me real quick. Mm-hmm. What was the animal life in Egypt at that time? Because <laughs> I wanted to know what wildlife. There is a um, type of bull or cow, I believe, in, um, in Asia. It's called a gaur. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a massive, massive beast. It's a it looks like a cow or bull on steroids it is gigantic okay those things an army of them if they were trained the right way could probably pull but i don't know what animals were indigenous to egypt at that time but to get back to the point is there are scientists and archaeologists that believe the egyptians tied ropes around these these um 40 ton slabs For the pyramids now. I'm I'm going to just use the pyramids. And what they would do, and I said this on a recent episode, is they would pull the slabs or the tons, uh, um, the the brick that weighed 40 tons, and they'd have people pulling on the rope, and the other people on the front would take buckets of water and throw it in front so that the sand was smoother and wet, which also doesn't make sense because sometimes wet sand is a little harder... You know whatever the object is based on the weight. If you're making sand wet, you're basically pulling and it's going to go into the sand even more right. because now the sand is wet.
1: It's all relevant to how much.
0: But this the, is what the they said. Waste. So they had x amount of people pulling the rope and the the brick that was forty tons for the pyramid, and the other people were throwing water. Now, granted, Egypt at the time had more greenery, right? There was more horticulture as now as opposed to now where it's more desert. So The fact that they had that much water, the fact that they had rope, they they had Egyptians um, biologically, and in in the vastness of evolution, Egyptians aren't really known. And I'm just trying to make like this is from what I know. Egyptian the the bloodline of Egyptians aren't really tall people, right? From what I gather, they're not tall. They're Really we're not talking
1: about multiple civilizations. Must,
0: yeah, yeah. That
1: over the course of thousands of years. They
0: wouldn't have the body what, the body type to be able to do to that. be doing that. You know what I mean? Right, like right. one in every thirty Egyptians might have came out at six foot. You know what I mean? And the only time you saw Egyptians depicted as taller was in the hieroglyphics, where Egyptian gods, queens, and kings, the pharaohs, were depicted as taller, which led people to believe the whole giant thing. We're not going to stray on to that. But moral of the story is Egyptians weren't over six foot tall. They weren't probably above 200. There wasn't any obese Egyptians. I can guarantee you that just based on what they were eating and how they were working. You know, I I wouldn't assume. I could be wrong, but I would assume.
1: That's a a more modern day issue than... Than it is an issue for back back then yeah right so refrigerators now and well, maybe they had some kind of technology to store food but right nothing, there's no McDonald's on every corner yet,
0: exactly right? I yeah. just think based on their diet at the time um, probably fishing near the Nile probably there was more greenery so they're eating more more, more ma- whole foods. yeah whole food and vegan esque diet I would assume that no one was really overweight or that muscular to be to be no. you know what I mean so.
1: How are they doing that? You know? So did you get the... I do. So the indigenous animals at the time was the crocodile, the hippopotamus, the jackal, and a snake snake in Egypt around 5,000 years ago. And I'm sure there's some more animals, but I guess we're talking about like the only creature at the time that could probably tow something like that is is a herd of... But you're not going to... You're not hurting a hippo. You're not hurting. You're a not. Hippo.
0: You're not training
1: a hippo. I, can tell, you, tra- I can tell you. that. You, you work it.
0: For, yeah, from it's from experience of where I work, and you will not right.
1: train a hippo. Um, we don't really know much about um, mammoths, which may or may not have existed five thousand years ago. So the mammoths extinct. I got. I got to actually look that up and be accurate with that. But let's just say, for instance, mammoths at the end of the ice age existed for a certain period of time and they were able to get their hands on some mammoths you got to feed these creatures a lot of food that's one you got to have a lot of them um can they really tow a 70 ton stone
0: were mammoths even around at that time and and, in that in that region you know what i mean because wooly mammoths you think of how they they were known to have thick hair and egypt was a warm environment i don't i
1: don't think that they could survive
0: They'd overheat. They yeah, they need yeah. regions of,
1: of of
0: cold temperatures. Right. So, but you know, the, the the crazy thing about this topic is that you can go down so many rabbit holes and so many theories. Did they use mammoths? Were mammoths around? Was the cousin of the mammoths there? Because I think I think there was um another breed of elephants right. that were that stature.
1: That right. size. There was definitely a lot of megafauna at the end of the Ice Age, a lot of different variants and varieties. But now we're talking about, you know, herding all these animals, feeding not just the animals, but the workers themselves. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Which modern scientists and archaeologists actually said that they debunked the slave thing. Not exactly sure how. And from what I heard, the Egyptians were the ones that did all the work, and they were actually well taken care of they paid. they were paid. paid workers they had homes and huts to live in with water and food they were fed they had adequate sleep right. from what i've read so the whole slave theory was thrown out although i can't be on board with it but the workers were kept pretty well but if you throw them in into a you know a 20-ton animal or whatever it would weigh a mammoth it's twice the size of a, of a
1: modern day african
0: elephant you know, we're talking about a lot of food and
1: a lot of water. Yeah. The amount of planning that would have to take place to accomplish such a feat. And we're not talking about the pyramids. We're just, we're still stuck on the seraphim, the and It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. It's like, all right, it, if, if we were to do it today, how would we do it? How long would it take? We're talking about like not just the movement of the stones the excavation of the tunnels right these tunnels are narrow they're not much bigger than the boxes themselves i think on each side there's like a foot so there's not much space for them to work with and then cornering them into they each have their own rooms so if you go on youtube and and you watch some videos on the seraphim of sakar and your listeners are probably some of them are probably going to do that some of them won't but And you'll realize how difficult this probably was. It's not like they were lowered in from the top. They, this was an excavated tunnel. They moved them down the tunnel way and then cornered them, turned them, and then placed them into their own separate rooms.
0: Right. The, the, the whole, you know, to build the base of the pyramids, to build, to, to get the initial one or two boxes in the tunnel would have been doable. But you start making these turns, and you build the pyramids up to a certain point. you got to make that pinpoint turn. It's, it gets to be mathematically impossible. Right. And the, the Seraphim of Saqqara, the tunnels, like I said, were... Maybe you can look that up. How tight the tunnels were. Right. The tunnels were, I, I would say, arm-to-arm reach. And that's about, what, four feet, five feet, I would say, give it to, not even. I'm, I'm, I'm five foot seven. So my arm stretch is probably a little less. But I think the tunnels, the 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 height of these things were ten feet. The width has got to be, you know. So you're going down in these tunnels. You, you gotta. You you're not gonna. First of all, you're running out of room for people to push, like we already said. You're running out of, of turn radius on these things. Um, last time I checked, U hole wasn't a thing back then. So you know the 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 pondering that you do to just even think about how they did this. Just leaves you with a blank, and that's why the Seraphim of Saqqara, out of everything in Egypt, is is still uh, defined as an archaeological mystery. They they think they got the pyramids downpacked. They think they have other pyramids there downpack. They think they have the relics and the artifacts and the mummies downpack, which they do. This has the biggest question mark, and that's why it's a substantial talking point
1: today. Right. I'm just trying to see if I could find some info on the know, width of the, the tunnels of the tunnels. But I do recall um, doing some research on it and they were there there was even a, a depiction of, of them putting the boxes like like a like an AI or not a, a CGI created version of them trying to like show how the boxes were, you know, lowered down into the tunnels and how much space there was on the side of each. And we're we're talking about a foot on each side is what they, they had to work with um it's almost like they magically appeared in the tunnels like if so they they like snapped their fingers and boom or or some kind of portal that got those stone stone slabs into those so, tunnels i'm not saying that's what happened what there's a there's a really good theory out there is that there's a sound wave technology i did I hear we this. Uh, this
0: yes uh um acoustic manipulation i believe yes. it was called something mm-hmm. along those lines so and nikola tesla dabbled in it right he built something that oddly sh- resembled an onk
1: yeah.
0: he built something that was that did something similar to this sound wave manipulation and it was built and my listeners can 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 google this it resembled an onk so
1: I've heard of it. I got I got to look more into it. This is something that,
0: that they might have they might have used. They might have had this civilization either had this technology and we never discovered it or like you alluded to that these Egyptians of that time that we know of, right? Cuz people like Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. and other scientists and theorists and philosophers, they don't believe that there was an advanced civilization. They believe the Egyptians at that time, right? Because what's the date on this? the uh, Seraphim of Saqqara? Uh, we're
1: 1250 BC.
0: 1250 BC. Billy Carson, Joe Rogan, um, Graham Hancock. Hancock, they believe that the Seraphim of Saqqara and the pyramids were built eons before by an advanced civilization. Yeah. and the egyptians came along the ones we know of that are documented in archaeological archaeological um timeline they came along and found this stuff and made it theirs. Mm-hmm. on the boxes of the sarcophagi of the seraphim of sakar the polish that we talked about the
1: angles the the craftsmanship it's just a perfect cut, was perfect however not to mention, it's it's one of the hard. I think it's a di, it's a di, it's diorite, so it's one of the hardest, hardest stones, stones to cut. Right. the only way you can cut it is with diamond or a laser or a laser.
0: Right. The scientists and, and archaeologists they I got tongue tied there. They went and they looked at each of of these boxes, right, and noticed the hieroglyphics on it. How the hieroglyphics were not polished; it was sloppy. Compared to the box
1: itself, with like a hammer
0: and chisel, a hammer and chisel. Which in museums, there's artifacts of hammers and chisels. Which that's the only archaeological tool that they found
1: in Egypt that does that.
0: That can't cut angles. That can't make those boxes. So now we're we're kind of dabbling on something else was used of a really above average futuristic technology, or there was an advanced civilization that was using stuff that we don't
1: know about, like this acoustic manipulation. Right. And it it's good to bring up the point about the continuity of you know the timeline and how that doesn't match up with the technology that was used to create the boxes and move them, just, just to get them over there in the first place. Um, why would if they were built at around the time that Egyptologists say they were built why would you use such a cruel method after constructing something so insanely magnificent and difficult why would you take a hammer and chisel to it and and start you know writing hieroglyphics and writing it doesn't add up it doesn't add up Um, so then then you go to the museums in ancient Egypt and, and you see the the continuity blending right like You'll see these very crude, like, carvings on certain statues, and then on the other side of the statue is this completely polished, like, spider, and it's uh, there's ribs mm-hmm. that you could, you know, define on these sphinxes, right? And it's a much, it's a much more sophisticated tool that was used to create those carvings as opposed to the crude the crude you know hieroglyphs yes. on the other end on the other side of these
0: that was also in this YouTube video the it's like i said the artifacts that were found the craftsmanship in the sculptures in everything that was found you could see the detail the ribs the eyes the creases in the fingernails everything and then you have and it's and it's perfect it's artwork that shouldn't have been done at that time but then you turn it around and there's hieroglyphics on it but it's very very poorly done mm-hmm. like legit hammer and chisel you could see the remnants like of it's the...
1: graffiti of a time like like right. if, if you were to go and if me and you were to go spray paint something on uh on you know the world trade center and, and say that we built it and this is how we did it and you know that spray paint lasted two thousand years from now. So, well, I guess it was these guys that did it. You know, like obviously no. But...
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you go anywhere, you know, that's I,
1: I, that's like going that's
0: to what... the that's like end of the world. But go to the Mona Lisa, and I'm gonna play, I'm gonna put my name Billy on it. And now years later, when it's found, they're gonna be like, oh, Billy, you know, I, I did it with a Sharpie marker. They're gonna see my name. They're gonna be like, maybe he did it. And then years later, they're gonna start to really look at it and be like, wait a second, this was made with an oil-based paint. And this looks like a Sharpie marker. You'll put two and two together. Right. But to branch off of that, it really feels like, and this was mentioned on this YouTube video. Um, you know, if you can, real quick, it shouldn't be that far back. If you can go to the text message and you press info, um, and pull up the video, it should be there when I what I sent you and the video should be there. Um, I wanna just give him a plug because we're you know, we're using it as reference. The, um, the page that I, I'm talking about so that also the listeners can look him up. And I believe it's a five-part video of just the Seraphim of Sakaar. Um The tour guide that he was with has said that there has been times where there's tunnels that have been found holes. And at one point of the, in the tunnels of the Seraphim of Sakaar, you can look in this hole and the, the tunnel goes so far. And he says they have denied putting a camera in there or a drone of some sort that can further explore. It's
1: like almost like they're hiding. Well, there's there's good reason for that. So like, let's... Uh, Egypt is a proud nation and, and, you know, thousands of tourists every year come through there, hundreds of thousands of tourists to see these monuments. And they're proud of these monuments as, you know, our ancestors built these monuments. And to debunk the fact that their ancestors may not have you know and is teetering on like blasphemy what i could be saying right now to, to someone who's egyptian but just hear it out for a second um
0: i don't think i have many listeners in you years. know <laughs> I, tra- I checked my analytics i, I, just I wanna, think I after this wanna... episode i can count that out but i, go I, ahead. I don't yeah. want to offend anyone. no no we're but, speaking you know, we're, freely we're, we're,
1: we're talking about we're talking about technology that shouldn't have existed and there's There's plenty of references to it, and plenty of professionals, you know, obviously that have studied the topic way more than you and I have, and people with degrees, and and they say they're saying that the continuity doesn't it doesn't add up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're if you're a mainstream Egyptologist and you're Egyptian, part of what you're trying to do is to keep the illusion that. You know your people did this and this is what you're proud of and this is the story and this is the mainstream story that we're sticking with We're essentially what we talk about is is the rewriting of history and that, that doesn't sit well with a lot of people especially when people's entire careers have been staked on you know specific claims now when you start breaking up those claims it's almost like their career was was fruitless it was for nothing you know all the, all the work that these people have done is is incorrect um and there's a lot of stuff like with with the hiding of knowledge. Like there was a there's a famous video, and I forget the name of the Egyptologist. He's the one that Graham Hancock is always going at it with.
0: If you maybe if you put famous Egyptologist, it should it will it, probably come up. up. Yeah,
1: you know. Um, and then you'll, you just list, look at the names, and you'll you'll be able to it'll it'll come up. Um, he is in a video that shows him going into a chamber into in the Sphinx and he said it was a. after that he said there was a quote that he that he said in the video he said uh indiana jones would wish he was down here we're here we're finally here right and then the video cuts off after that it's just that short clip of them going into this chamber in the sphinx um and then when people asked him and questioned about him you know what was there he ended up saying there was nothing there it was it was a dead end it was there was just it was just a small little chamber but why don't you show us what's down there? We're This is modern day. Take an iPhone, go down there, film, and, and prove it to people that there's nothing down there. But Egypt has closed it off. They don't want people to go down there. It's not open to the public. It's not even open to uh, any researchers to go see for themselves mm-hmm. what could be down there. So they're it, definitely hiding something. You, you would show it if it, if it was if you weren't hiding. We're anything,
0: we're living, you know? you know. I'm not even gonna say we're living in a in a now time or we're living in the in an era of secrets because I feel that in history, every part of the world has kept something from us, right? So there are, and I, I did a, one of my very first conspiracy episodes was about the moon landing, how a lot of the video and photos don't really add up about the moon landing right. now, i don't know what your stance is on it but there's been reports of people meeting buzz aldrin right and mm-hmm. um neil armstrong and asking and or saying you didn't land on the moon and him getting irate about it right granted i'd get mad too if someone said to me you didn't hit 20 home runs or that's not your podcast or I would get upset but he gets really upset about it right, right. and people are you know you talk to people like mike and he, he'll he be like no no we were there but then we asked to explain certain things like the lack of stars um, why the flag was moving right. and when there's no gravity you know um, why was there footprints on the moon when you weigh a hell of a lot less and you're literally jumping and floating a little bit and landing and jumping and floating and how was the the car when it moved the little Rover able to just drive perfectly fine on on there without floating away and why
1: was there no stars why didn't you see the earth there's 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 a lot of things there for sure Uh, my stance on that is it's a possibility That we didn't have the film technology to film on the moon. Maybe we did go there, but when the when they got back, maybe the film was corroded. Well, I know they possibly that, but possible that it was done much earlier than than
0: they did film. And there's uh, an ongoing—I wouldn't even call this a conspiracy, but there's something along the lines where one of the two astronauts uh, said they're watching us. Right. Right. And there, and
1: Apollo it, Eleven, there was a point where the the radios cut off. Yeah, and then they not missing.
0: They they the whole audio went missing. Now these are you
1: know they even included it in like Transformers movies and stuff. Yeah,
0: like that. it's yeah. really strategic to cut that out when the whole entire mission was documented and recorded. But that little snippet, conveniently, like a Jeffrey Epstein cell video, <laughs> you know what I mean. That went missing. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like it's very convenient. About these things. And and that's what makes these, these people that believe everything without question talk to me, people that, you know, do what I do and like what I like
1: and say you're a nut job. Right.
0: But then, you know, you combat them with questions and they get on the they offense. They like, and- I
1: found the name of the guy. His name is Zahid Hawash. And he's the one who gets irate. He won't debate anybody. He doesn't like to discuss it because he doesn't have answers for the things that they're asking him. You know, and what do you do? You you know, you have to concede sometimes to the truth. And he doesn't want to do that. So it's kind of like, let's not address it so I don't have to concede to whatever. So I won't, you know, debate anybody, you know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mystery
0: in Egypt. And that's what makes the whole concept of everything we're
1: talking about. Because we can sit here all night and keep going and keep going. Right. it's, it's, It's not just Egypt we're talking about. There was probably advanced we, civilizations at the end of the Younger Dryas. We did,
0: you can um, we can speak on this. Um, the very first episode that you came on, um, and it was very fairly early into the uh, into uh, my podcasting, which I'd like to throw in. I believe I'd like to say I, we've I've come a long way, and now you're coming on board. We've come a long way, but we mentioned on there it was I believe it, the title of the episode was mysterious construction. This was a while back, maybe episode eleven or twelve. And we talked about Puma Punku. Mm. The, that the, the the architecture there and what was found there is amazing. Yeah. But you talked about the altitude alone for these people to build that would have been nearly impossible. So if you could speak on that for a little bit, we have plenty of time.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're now we have to go, you know, all the way across the world to South America, Peru. Um, the stones there are the same, you know granite diorite, cut quarried from like a thousand miles away, even further than some of uh what was
0: East... it true pumapunku
1: um
0: Puma or oh, I thought it was Asia
1: no, no Pumapunku is definitely hold on
0: just a real quick google here for everybody we are we're, we're doing a very joking Joe what what's the guy that's on his show his name uh Jamie <laughs> Jamie Joe is my Jamie right now <laughs> well, I can only dream to be like Joe Rogan, but Jamie, bring it up, Jamie. <laughs> Where's go pull, pull, pull that
1: up. Just make sure we're not seeing you know,
0: Pull it up. Put it on the screen. Fibbing over Put here. Put it on the screen. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I, I thought I read it was uh, actually across the pond somewhere. I could be wrong. Because it was a while back that we were talking about it. But the
1: altitude, I remember you saying the altitude alone would have been impossible from I'm on the map. It's... Um... It's definitely on the outskirts of Peru. Okay. It, um, so it is. Yeah. Um, we're, let me just double check. It's not exactly Peru, but it ain't far from Peru. Okay, um, so it is South America. It's South America okay. for sure. Um, it says, you know, I, think, I guess Bolivia, like on the outskirts of Peru. Okay. More Bolivia than Peru. Um, Taiwan, Tiwanaku. Bolivia, okay. A, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, the altitude is crazy. I think it's like what? Uh, I like got. I don't. I don't want to fib on things. Was it?
0: I somewhere along the lines of what forty
1: thousand or? A-L-T-U. altitude. There, <laughs> there we go. Um, Twenty twelve thousand six hundred and thirty-one feet. Okay, that's that's the height that you jump out of a plane. Now I recently went skydiving and we jumped still never doing that (laughs) absolutely not we went to 14 you can't go past it because then you start running out of oxygen things like that but uh i got luck well i guess maybe luck depending on how you look at it if you want to skydive i jump we jumped from fourteen thousand. usually they stay at around 13 or 12 and you jump from there it's just safer but you know the pilot pushed it he's like you want to jump a little from a little higher boys and we were like yeah we were all on board oh, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, no way you could definitely feel the change of air and and the way you were breathing changed a little bit from you know and well then you're they jumping out the, of a plane
0: so I can only imagine just and wind
1: and, and even when they open up the doors so like they open up the doors and, and you feel it even more the altitude and it's cold and it's super cold and we're talking if these peaks in bolivia right you got to cut and quarry these stones from somewhere i I don't know exactly where they got the stones from uh, in bolivia i'm sure somebody has a theory about it um but now you have to move these five to ten ton stones Uh, they're not as heavy as the you know seraphim and sakar stones but they're heavy like they they still and i believe some of the heaviest ones are 30 they're they're 20 they're like 30 20. And ridiculous, ridiculous weights that we couldn't touch today. That would be—it would be hard for cranes, just for perspective, for your listeners. It'd be hard for cranes to pick these things up today to put to even put them on a flatbed. Oh man, I wish Mike was here, man. We're gonna do that, by the way. <laughs> We're gonna do that. I,
0: I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna be like, this may be a say what again, Billy podcast episode, but I'm letting Joe and Mike duke it out. You're gonna hear some tit for tat. You're gonna hear some. <laughs> some curse. He's, got, he's
1: got to come up with an explanation though i need i need an explanation not just like a people do this thing bro like, i read it online bro <laughs> i'm telling you why you you crazy crazy it, it's 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 real hard to to accept certain things that you know we we might not have been the most advanced civilization to exist on earth right now and and i'm not saying it's aliens what what the consensus is is that human beings have been around far longer than what we know and it is very possible that right now at the height of our technology we're just repeating we're just rebooting and maybe this is like the third reboot or the second reboot of of you know a highly advanced civilization who knows what they had 12 10,000 years ago like twelve thousand years from now this iphone that i'm holding in my hand what do you think it's going to look like is it even going to be recognizable as an iphone i don't know at this rate it, it might be gone it might At, just be at this rate we completely.
0: all might be gone and, and and that's for another episode but we might be <laughs> nuked at this point with right. the way things are going and you know and have to restart what is the old saying I um I know um World War 3 what was it there, there was a saying where I I know that um the next war will be fought with with fire and and bombs but the the war after that will be fought with sticks and stones um, that's true. I'm I'm paraphrasing and what the person that made that quote meant was nuclear stuff is going to happen and we hope it doesn't we hope that this whole russia ukraine thing dies down soon and you know we can formulate some kind of peace and inflation stops and everyone's happy-go-lucky right or even the aspect of the new world order where they get their ultimate goal the population set at 5 million or whatever it's crazy number it is and everybody's peace and there's no disease anymore which was the premise of the Denver, Colorado airport conspiracy mm-hmm. with the artwork there and everything goes back to normal. But what this person was saying is that there's, there's going to be some type of, you know, nuclear war and we're going to have sticks and stones and everything might be reset. And if that scenario happened, they, you know, you know, I might not get to see the iPhone 20 right. or the iPhone 21. They'll be finding it and be like, what is this? And then we're Maybe back they, to...
1: they might not even find it. it might be dust. By
0: yeah, they will will be back to square one. Where we'll be building things again, they'll find remnants and think we were the most advanced civilization right. ever on the Earth, and little do they know that people like me and you were talking about oh, there was advanced civilizations, you know, right. at at one point. Um, I actually got to get to to this. I have to ask you this. So this has been via social media a hot topic. I don't know why um, there was a TikTok video that went viral it's been debunked now and i've mentioned it on a, on a on an episode there was a kid named andrew dawson okay he apparently filmed a giant in canada
1: yeah, I saw that. on a highway right yeah he went viral
0: he went viral he became popular and um his video has been debunked he wasn't on the same street or the road or highway where he filmed the original it was a radio tower and when he went back to film he was on a different road that's why he didn't pick it up on the mountain When he went around again the only oddities of of his story was the car in front of his house which he could have had one of his friends do that and drive off um but he ended up passing away um unfortunately via suicide which made the story like hmm you know he did all this went viral supposedly filmed this quote-unquote giant and you know he ended up passing away Mm -hmm. by you know suicide and um that video i feel like made the Nephilim a very relevant fly yes it's been you know and I have a friend Charlie who has spoke about the Nephilim um very briefly on the podcast I asked him to come on um possibly for the 99th episode to speak about the Giants in detail and you're gonna probably hear this hopefully I can get it done before season three ends with him he's a little harder to get in touch with him mm-hmm. and Sit down and talk because well, we're going to do the same thing. But he says that when Noah, when the flood happened with Noah, that there was survivors of what God tried to eradicate via the flood. Mm-hmm. And in a nutshell, the Nephilim were angels were told to watch over humans, but they didn't. Angels. Yes, and <laughs> quote unquote. Yes, um, and. They crossbreeded with humans, and they created this giant called the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to eradicate the sin because they told him he was he was, he specifically told these, these these angels, "Don't do that. You're here to watch them and protect them." And they did the opposite. Right. They ended up having sexual intercourse and creating a crossbreed, which was ultimately the giants. So Noah's flood happened, and supposedly killed off everything. Now what Charlie said is that there was possibly possibly survivors and giants being some of these survivors. And his theory is that they helped build the pyramids. They did Puma Punku. They helped Easter Island. They did all these things because they were gigantic gigantic people. Like the David and Goliath
1: story Right, I believe that was after the flood. My question is, how big are these people? Because even if they're like like giants, like the tallest people we know today,
0: he said something like he
1: twenty feet. This is his. Yeah,
0: he and, and then there's a lot of things on the internet when it comes to the, you know, finding the bones that there was some archaeological finds that were in fact real, like these bones, but a lot of them were debunked that were fake. So, you know, I'd actually have to take the time and see how many archaeological finds were actually
1: accurate in order to even talk about this. Mm-hmm.
0: Because they're that, saying
1: that this, there's a the Smithsonian actually covered up, um, they used to have them on display, but they actually covered up a bunch of giant bones because it didn't fit into the narrative of evolution that they had. I, listen, Something man, like. you know. If you Google Smithsonian and, and, and giants, it'll, it'll come right up. After to
0: you know It's today, a rabbit hole in and of itself Yeah, this is you know, let me tell you something. So I believe there is definitely I I have I have faith, right? And I I've mentioned to my listeners at one point, and this is something you and my friends have made fun of me. At one point i wanted to become a priest and I was very religious, and I still have the religion aspect and the Catholicism in me. And I really strongly believe that there were some so there's too many stories that correlate or revolve around one man in every single religion from the Muslim religion with Allah to the Catholics and the Christians with Jesus to the Jewish that believe that of Yahweh and God you know God was Yahweh you know and to even um, Jehovah's Witnesses believing that there is something that Jesus was just a person a messenger if I got that correct to the Buddhism
1: so there's a boom of monotheistic it's, religion.
0: The, it's, the everyone's religion is very, very similar to another one, another person's religion. Right, and that leads you to believe that around the world, even though they're different, it's similar.
1: Yeah.
0: So there well, has probably to all be, stems from the same. It has to be something. So there. So Charlie's argument actually holds weight to it mm-hmm. that there's a possibility that some supernatural being helped build these things because of their you know the reason they helped i don't know you know he, he says that they were not ever going to be allowed back into heaven the angels that were there were god told them you sinned you went against me you're going to stay there and when you die there because you're going to experience death your your soul will forever be left on earth mm-hmm. which led him to the next crazy theory which is this i actually believe foolproof that the paranormal the what what we investigate the ghosts and the hauntings is not truly ghosts of someone that passed away in a house was they're the ghosts of what was left on earth from that ne- essentially the nephilim spirits that died and can't go to heaven and they can't go to hell they were left on earth and that's what god said so that's a theory that you know what paranormal investigators are investigating is essentially the de- demons via nephilim or in conjunction oh, with one called. another right. and that's what we hear and then you know you go into that where it's you know they use voices and these theories we came up with yeah it's uh you know grandma lucy she passed away in this house can you hear us trying to get an EVP and you hear the voice, it's not really Grandma Lucy. And then they just lure you in. And that's why some of these paranormal shows have this wild stuff that happens
1: because you know, you're know you really playing with the waters here. Yeah, and, I can't discredit it. There's stuff that's happened. I mean, I feel like every family has like a story or, or some kind of personal experience where you're like, that was weird. And you try to ignore it and be as, as much of a skeptic as you can. But when you really sit back and think about it, you're like, man, we really don't. really don't know much not about the paranormal and we definitely don't know much about our ancient past or we're just ignoring it i feel like we do know and and the information is there and there are higher powers that be that are suppressing it
0: it's very very weird stuff like you said everyone has a weird story and back on track with the egyptian things and we're going to actually take a just a momentary pause so just bear with us All right, we're back from that momentary pause. Um, just a heads up, we're we're exceeding the usual um, time that we that we do episodes because this is a big episode to talk about um, historically and in the affiliation with paranormal. So I just took another pause just so that we can get back on track. Um, so we're gonna go back into the talk here, and we left off with um, the whole giant talk that you know we thought that well, I I brought up the. My friend's theory about the Nephilim surviving and, and building these, um, these pyramids, the seraphim of Sakar, probably. Um, so actually just wanted to just piggyback off that. you know, do you think that is something that could have happened based on some of the archaeological feats in the pyramids, and especially
1: the seraphim of Sakar, which is the focus of our episode today? I think it's definitely possible uh you can't you can't uh discount anything i mean as far as the discovery of giants we know that you know larger people have existed at certain points in time but how large you know would someone have to be to be able to construct something like you know the great pyramids of giza giza or the seraphim of a um but it's it's definitely it's definitely possible but i'd love to see some evidence on you know if, if giants existed or posed that type of evidence, you know? I mean, the stories of the Nephilim are there. But as far as we know, they're, I guess, you know, folklore at this point, right? It's just a story from the Bible. Yeah. Or from one of the books, rather. Like than I said, the I even in
0: Bible have books. my religion. I have my beliefs. Um, I'm not a non-believer of Jesus. Um, you know, unfortunately, today, for those who did, I didn't really didn't post personal stuff. Uh, I actually... Had to attend church today. I, I had a family loss, and I was in church for the uh, burial and the mass. And you know, when you when you go to church and you look around, you you realize that you get this just this feeling that there's there's more to certain things. It's just that uh, this this book, the beliefs, the stories just um, remanated into churches and you know ongoing talks and prayer and all that. And you know, I left there. You know, saying to myself, you know, there is more to um, to life after, you know, death. You know, unfortunately, I, I brought it up because it correlates to kind of something that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my belief, you know, and I hope that family member is at peace, um, you know, as of Friday um, when they passed away. I but um, again. thank you, sir. Thank you. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, there's, there's definitely more that, that my friend Charlie's theory does carry some weight. But um, now we're actually going to get back to something that you mentioned to me um, off air for a little bit. Um, another archaeological site, very close, you said, to the Seraphim of Saqqar?
1: Right. It isn't Saqqar. It's called um, the Pyramid of Unas. And it has the same kind of issues that we're seeing at the Seraphim of Saqqar with the continuity of uh, time periods. It is the only pyramid in Egypt where there are hieroglyphs in the burial chamber. Um, is it a burial chamber? So that I, I, I'm skeptical of. We've never actually found a mummy in the in the quote-unquote burial chambers of any pyramids in Egypt. Right. Period. Right? The three in Giza. The
0: Seraphim of Sakkar. The
1: Seraphim of Sakkar
0: nothing uh, in the sphinx
1: nothing in the sphinx mm-hmm. right it's, uh, the sphinx is a monument as far as we know we don't know what's down there we talked about uh this guy uh uh kawash you know kind of covering that up so we in inside the burial chamber it's a great video it's on youtube maybe we could like link it in the bio when we put a story up on ig or something um the hieroglyphs are just everywhere. And, and if you've, if you've ever seen videos on the King's chamber in the pyramid of Giza, uh, Giza, there's no stories in there. It's just a completely, just completely flat walls. And then just a box in the center of this, you know, uh, King's chamber, uh, it's a box that's too small for it to be, to fit a body or a sarcophagus. Um, and funnily enough, uh, it, uh who mentioned it on, on Instagram? Um, I think you spoke about him uh, not too long ago. He's, um, I guess he's an ancient alien theorist. George, no, not George. Uh, Can't pronounce his last name.
0: No. Not even going to attempt.
1: Oh, Billy Carson. Billy Carson. Yeah, yeah. So Billy, He's big in this stuff. Yeah, he does. So Bi- Billy Carson, uh, and I don't know how true it is, and I don't know the dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant or where to even find that kind of information. I guess you can Google what what the perspective dimensions are of the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant's never been found. But apparently it's this the box that's inside the king's chamber is about the same size as the Ark of the Covenant. It just so happens that there's a sarcophagi or one sarcophagus, you know, um, in in the pyramid of Unis, and it's this black granite it, it looks almost identical to what we're seeing in um Seraphim of Sakar.
0: I have the dimensions real quick. Um, About to cut you off. The book of Exodus gives detailed instructions on how the ark would to be constructed. Um, Two plus half cubits in length, one plus half cubits breadth, and one plus half cubits height. Approximately 131 by 79 by 79. So it's height, width, and length, which is my carpentry skills coming out of me. So the 131 would be the height, Seventy-ninth is the width and the length is seventy-nine centimeters. Now the cubics, um, I don't know how to convert that. That's that was a very historical base of measurement. Mm-hmm. But
1: that's the uh that's the um dimensions. dimensions of the Ark of the Covenant. Right. So apparently that box is the same dimensions as it. you found it, you know, as quick as they did. But Bill, Billy Carson and a few other, you know, even some archaeologists say that it's the same dimensions as the Ark of the Covenant. Now, was the pyramid some kind of generator? Was it some kind of power system or a communication system? It's possible. And the Ark of the Covenant might have been the energy spark that was once there, that it no longer is there, and the only remnants is the box that used to house it. And now what's funny is both of these boxes in the Pyramid of Unis and um, the one in the King's Chamber in the Great Pyramid of Giza, they have this like black soot. On the inside of it and it's not it's not native to the stone almost like burn marks all around it like if something was hot inside of it like very very hot so i found that interesting that could we be looking at like these pyramids was part of some kind of technological you know civilization that powered their cities maybe or you know some kind of you know power generator that we didn't know about you know we don't know how it works you know, it would it would definitely explain some of the the shafts inside these pyramids and why did they make them and all these empty corners. It just makes no sense when you're going down there and you're walking around. Um, And there's no hieroglyphs in most of them besides the one at, you know, um, Sakar, the Pyramid of Unis. I just want to give a... There's no stories.
0: Just a quick reference. Um, I believe the page that I was talking about before, um, the YouTube page is called Uncharted X and that particular YouTuber does the um, videos of the Seraphim of Saqqara and the pyramids and that's the video that I was watching Mm -hmm. um, that I sent to you just to give him a plug go watch that page it it will give you visual of what we're talking about because
1: obviously the scale is unreal Yeah, and when they see it people are going to question it and when you really actually actively think on it and the weight, like, if you're someone who goes to the gym, and you and you've ever been under three fifteen, or you've ever squatted some serious weight, you know that it's impossible what these people did, and it's, it, ordinary people didn't move this. Uh, it was definitely a technology at play. I I believe so. So I, just, I can't think of anything. I know Mike is probably gonna.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to force Mike to listen to this episode. This is a lengthy one. This is definitely breaking, um in three seasons of my podcast, <laughs> breaking a, a time limit um record for sure. But, um, you know, you guys will duke it out. We'll we'll title that How It Was Built. We have Mysterious Constructions. We're going to have, this is going to be Seraphim of Saqqara. And we're going to have an episode titled How Was It Built? And then you guys can just duke it out. I'm gonna set microphones up and um like I said, just sit back and let you guys yeah, give fun one. Tell him to get his laptop out. If he listen, yeah, <laughs> I don't there's this this he can't this one he won't be able to explain because archaeologists haven't explained it right, you know. Um now
1: to piggyback off of what you were just talking about, Billy Carson. Wait, you don't you find that interesting if they can't explain it? Like they have isn't it so fascinating that if if you can't explain how it was done And we are having trouble doing it today or acknowledging that we could even do it today. Something was up. Something like what there's, there's, you can't just forget about it. Some people like to just forget about it. Ah, they figured it out. Who knows? But why not ask the questions? Why not try to figure it out?
0: Personally, I'd like to know because if we're going to go with the theory that they manipulated sound, that can help so many people. It could help Turkey right now. For another
1: episode, Ed Leeds Scallion. Uh, Coral Castle in Florida. I, I just saw this. I think you sent this to me. We're definitely going to talk about he, that.
0: He... Because... So, just to talk about what, what Joey was talking about just now. Um, very, very, very briefly. This guy apparently discovered how the Egyptians built the pyramids.
1: And he said it was via sound wave, sound manipulation, right? Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Well, I don't think he ever said it. He wanted... He said he had the solution to the energy crisis of the world, and he wanted all the leaders of the world to meet him at Coral Castle. Coral Castle is a megalithic site that he built by himself in a very short amount of time. Uh, He always worked at night. He always worked alone. No one one has ever come forward to working with him on these projects. And the stones that he lifted, the coral that he lifted, they were massive, like five tons, 10 tons, some of them 20 tons. And he was able to hoist them on top of one another, almost like, like a stone hedge. So... What he did in in like I believe it's the fifties. What he did in the fifties it kind of rivals some of the megalithic sites, even like Stonehenge. Like, how did this guy do this by himself? Granted, we have technology in the fifties and stuff like that, but not. He wasn't using cranes by himself. Whatever, by himself, and
0: in the cloak of night,
1: exactly in Florida, you know, like <laughs> in the humidity. It, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, and the crazy thing about it, it's not just the what he built this coral castle. He built, um a almost 100% accurate um i believe compass or calendar via with stone mm-hmm. they would like it's the monoliths he had built like he built a labyrinth elaborate um sundial and calendar with with everything else that he did identical to what the egyptians did you know what i mean it's it's something that we're gonna have to look into and talk yeah. about uh, definitely in season four, but yeah, they, they just I, I so personally I wanted to get into
1: your theory on what happened there, who built it, Sakar. Yeah, I don't know who built it. I wanna say I wanna say that the same builders of the Great Pyramid, the same period, the same builders of the Pyramid of Unis built those sites and the reason why is egypt is there's so many dynasties that stretch over so many thousands of years and it seems like that they were at a technological peak very early on and then it died and they lost all this technology and there were no more megalithic sites being built after a certain time right so uh, for instance cleopatra thousands of years ago She's closer to us than she is to the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza. She's probably closer to us than, you know, the, the building of Sakaar. Um That being said, are they the same people? Like, could there have been a war or some kind of event that wiped everything out? And then these new civilizations, these new people traveled, came and found, came and found all this stuff. And it was still somewhat usable. And they took it for themselves.
0: Or, or go a step further. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the Anunnaki. Right. Did they build this or show them how to build it and build the Seraphim of Sakkar, the pyramids, the Sphinx, Stonehenge? Because there are hieroglyphics and writings with... There's hieroglyphics of things that cannot be described by archaeologists. Right. That gray alien hieroglyphics. You'll see stick figures, and then there's one figure etched on a stone wall.
1: Yeah, some of them are in. uh, I recently went to the museum of natural history, and there's some figures there that are like, they're eerie. You look at them, you're like, this is not a human. There's the famous
0: hieroglyphic of, I believe it's in Egypt, in one of the tombs where it's just like you know you see uh, the the beetles and. You see different hieroglyphics that resemble things that we are aware of and we know of. And then you see, like, a helicopter. Like, it clearly looks like a helicopter. Helicopter. Like, what is that? Then there's, in South America, in Peru, pictures of jaguars and, you know, insects. And then you see a man with a, it looks like a space helmet on. Like, these are, people really fail to realize the significance of hieroglyphics. It was the first form of cameras. Really, essentially, the people of ancient times would see something and go right to a wall and use like either their blood or clay or hammer and chisel and be like, I saw this. I'm going to depict it best I can in a stone, a on dinosaur. a cave wall, even on floors that, uh, in mud that they etched in. And through time, it's still stush- like they just found the footprints of a dinosaur in, in Texas, I believe you know, the, the footprints were fossilized via mud and water somehow. And they would draw things on the floor, you know, and they, what they saw was depicted via their cave paintings, their hieroglyphics. And they see, they have seen things that we can't explain. I've talked about, not too long ago, the last episode we did together, the guy from Ancient Aliens, we'll just call him George because his last name is crazy to pronounce. He wears that trinket on his collar. That if you watch season one of Ancient Aliens, these cave um, cave robbers found trinkets, and I don't know how they were um, passed along to the archaeologists, but these trinkets were shaped of they were shaped in form. They were like about quarter size. They were um, shaped to the animals that were indigenous to the area, but there was one that looked like an airplane and what these scientists and archeologists did was they 3d printed the the trinket and it was able to fly it right. was flown around it was it was aerodynamically accurate so these how did people, they do that right? how did they do it exactly it, and what what, you what did they a, see you don't make
1: something that's aerodynamically accurate right this
0: trinket was right. based right. on like what that. these people saw so What did they see that was aerodynamic, you know, at that time? So people like, you know, just listening to us talk about it, you don't have to just listen to this podcast and be like, hmm, like just freely go and look at hieroglyphics and just you'll see pictures, countless pictures. If you click an image online and enlarge it and go through each hieroglyphic, there's things in there that don't make sense. The helicopter, the spaceman, the gray alien
1: picture. What looks like a boat or a hovering
0: Or just simply Google Anunnaki. Because I think that's not just people like um, Joe Rogan and Billy Carson that talk about it, or even anyone on the Gaia channel or the Gaia network. Many, I think it's actually. The Sumerians
1: were the ones who talk about the Anunnaki.
0: Yeah, it's very historically documented that some form of sophisticated people came to our planet to help us out because their planet rotated around or, or something to that extent, right? Their planet rotated around planet X right. and they as were
1: an, as an elliptical orbit around our solar right. system.
0: And they were able to come via the orbit of their planet. And they were like, Oh, we're close enough. Let's get off and shoot down there. And they helped us out for a certain time span. And then they hightailed it out of there. And good thing they did, but they, they left us this significant intelligence to build. And, look around the world at things that we can't explain i think to this day stonehenge isn't isn't even like exactly. why it's there What well, what was the purpose of it exactly you know what i mean it, it really makes you think i
1: it's an astronomical kind of device that they use to watch the stars but why would you build something that's so difficult just to observe the stars just doesn't make sense.
0: It's not only that difficult, those those stones itself are in the tons range.
1: Right. We, we, they had to reconstruct some of them that fell. I think in like uh what was, was it late eighties, early nineties? And they, they used massive, massive cranes and they were having trouble. Imagine us having trouble with technology. And now you go back ten thousand, twenty thousand like,
0: modern technology having trouble with things that were built thousands of
1: years ago. And you ask yourself, how did they do it? Or why are we not smart How
0: did they do it? that, Mike? <laughs> how did
1: <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta make her listen to this up there. there's um Al Warden. He's an he's an Apollo astronaut. I've recently heard him say something and it's an old video. Um and I had never seen it. Um or I probably saw it like three, four days ago. And he said that we're the aliens. He said that we're not from here. Um, Yes, we have relatives here, like, I guess, other primates that were here, indigenous to this planet. But we're the aliens that came from somewhere else. Uh, He said this. He said there's plenty of evidence. He He goes, and this was on USA Today, he said this. He said just, you you go and you search uh, the ancient Sumerians, and there's plenty of evidence of them talking about it. And I, I was just blown away, like, oh, shit, somebody... Of such a high educational stature, who's been to space on that? Is now saying that on we're that aliens. paper
0: or show, USA Today is a paper, the magazine. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So real quick, because we're gonna come to a, a close soon. Um, my wife and I'm not calling her an alien, but I am calling her an alien. She has a blood type that is it's super rare. And I'm not. I really forgot what the type was. It was like O positive or O negative, negative. and supposedly to this day. Scientists and biologists cannot figure out where that blood comes from, and it's very, very rare. I think it's like universal donor, and it's just a blood a blood type that is just so rare that um, one in five hundred people have it. Have it? Yeah, I'm O
1: negative. I don't know. I don't. know too much And she
0: has this blood type, and she says you should do an episode on that because they can't figure out where it came from, and it just kind of corresponds to. What you were talking about, that this person said, we're the aliens. Well, That might be true to an extent
1: because there's a blood type they can't trace back to anybody. Yeah, they're actually making a movie about it with Adam Driver. And you probably saw the trailer. It says 65 Million Years. That's the name of the movie. I know he
0: was in a new movie coming out. I know he's happy that he's not Kylo Ren
1: anymore. That I've heard too. It's about human beings coming to Earth for the first time. And when they got here, there was dinosaurs. That's interesting.
0: And that's another, that's another thing that I, uh, it's fiction. I have two, but like,
1: could two, it be reality? You know? I have
0: two friends that just, they can't be on board with what I do a hundred percent. Charlie's one of them. He, you know, I, I say it a lot because Charlie's, you know, he's one of my good friends. And I said, this guy has gone through a metanoia. So when I go back to when I first met him, religion wasn't a thing that he talked about. And now every time I sit in the barber shop because he's my barber as well, he talks about religion. I want to strangle him. I don't mind he talks about it every week, every week. And it's giant, it's the COVID talk, it's, and it's religion. And he was like, religion that did this, religion because it goes, religion the giants helped build the pyramids. I'm like, everything is religion. But at, at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot more that maybe the Bible didn't put in there. you know. And the one thing I agree with is if there is something floating around outer space, other planets, maybe it was also created by the big guy you know, at the end of the day, but we, we're never going to know, you know, and it's, it's just a
1: theory. I think, I think if you go through an, um, metanoia, no, no, I feel like if you go through enough evidence, oh. eventually you'll build it up in your mind that this is true. I think somebody said once, uh, it's not so much what you believe, it's how badly you believe it. You know, you, you yeah. You know, you,
0: you believe the New York Mets are really that good. Right, and then to you the New York Mets will be that good <laughs> so
1: to you yeah, I'm to, a Yankee to, fan. yeah to, to
0: me you know they're that good you know like but that's the truth as you convince yourself something is is that good and, and you will in fact believe it you know mm-hmm. and you know and people think that's how religion works you know you believe that book you believe church and Jesus is real Jesus is real and unfortunately it's, it's terrible to see that within the last 10 15 years its just been a blatant attack on on Christianity and, and Catholicism. So when I go on the app that you put me onto, I Funny, you know, people post religious things. And then there are comments on there that are like, oof, man, I'm not even going to scroll through the comments, you know. It's crazy. But you believing in something to a certain extent is great. And some people that believe to an extent where they full on believe it, believe it. And there's people like me and you that are, you know, we read. I always say in a lot of episodes, go in the middle, read left, read right. You know, I, I know you personally, and I won't really get too in too much into it, experienced a change in beliefs within the last six, seven years, Yeah. you know, and that's, um, we won't get into politics, but from a political side, right? And now you're starting to see a lot of, a lot of different things. And that's because when you take the, the, what you see and then do further research, you start seeing a lot of things don't add up. So you start from the middle,
1: you can work your way left, right, whichever way first. And then you come back to the middle and make your own Conclusions. conclusions right the transparency is there it's just are you actively looking at the trend you know the stuff that's transparent yeah you know like the and most recent news i don't want to get too far off topic but covid now actually escaped from a Wuhan oh lab. yeah it's yeah official. if i if it's i if, I, a, if my po- i can actually say that now your your podcast won't get banned for it yeah well it's funny thing is i'm, I'm
0: surprised in the most recent episodes i haven't got like black flagged or red you said list. that early
1: on you were a conspiracy theorist I,
0: yeah so you know my my podcast started in de- in december of 2020 um uh, was COVID going on at that time already? Yeah, it was right December yeah. 2020. This is 2021. 2021. Um, I purposely did not talk about COVID until recently when stuff came out that if I would have talked about it on my podcast then I would have been you know right. done you know and it happened to one of my friends. Um, I don't know if you know Fran. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say his last name, but his his podcast that he had, which I was actually a guest on at one point, got knocked off Apple Podcasts. And I was like, whoa. He said he had no explanation for it. And it wasn't even about COVID. That's the crazy thing. So I actually purposely refrained from doing any political talks. And I really don't mention politics too much. In the recent weeks, I had to, given what's going on with this whole train derailments and UFOs. It's affiliated with it. So I tried to refrain from politics because it has no place with the paranormal. Unfortunately, I've explained to my listeners, sometimes you have to include it. Because when I hear the word conspiracy, conspiracy is pretty much government, you know, there's conspiracies of other things like that don't affiliate with the government, like the Titanic, not really being the Titanic, Um, you know, conspiracies with, you know, where certain bodies are buried with mafia people and things like that. But to me, conspiracy is affiliated with the government. So I had no choice in recent weeks, but to talk about politics a little bit. But the COVID thing I did touch on, and I was actually very animated because A lot of stuff is coming out now that we spoke about off air Mm -hmm. personally with one another and everything came true, you know, and it's pretty crazy, you know, how you can be
1: duped to believing one thing and years later, the truth comes out. Literally, history always changes, you know, and the story and the narrative always changes and people will forget the original one very fast, very swiftly.
0: How long was Jesus a carpenter? until we come to realize in Nazareth, there was no wood, that he was probably a stonemason, right? That changed everything. Makes sense. I actually have a video of me telling Boomer Esiason that, I don't even know how, it was like carpenter talk. And it was like, why are these names affiliated with, uh, with carpenters? And I got through to WFAN. And I said, well Harrison Ford, was affiliated with that carpenter list because Harrison Ford was a carpenter at the age of 33, I believe. And he got scouted to do movies, Indiana Jones and Han Solo. And I said, Jesus wasn't really a carpenter. He's on that list, but he shouldn't be. And they're like, what? And so Gio was like, well, how so? And so I said, well, at the time of Jesus, there was no wood. There was stone. It was very Wood was hard to come by. So he was, in fact, a stonemason, not a carpenter. But in the Bible, it was said that he was a carpenter. But through history and studies, he was probably a stonemason. Right. And he was like, oh, that was an interesting call. And then I, when I hung up the call, Boomer and was like, well, we're going to go with Jesus as a carpenter no matter what Billy says. And I have that video. And I'm, I recorded <laughs> it on my – it was so super cool. But goes just back to backtrack or get on track. That was recent, fairly recent. Jesus right. became a stonemason. He wasn't really a carpenter. So history is always going to change.
1: And historical with... accuracy, accuracy is always changed. They always come out and you have to eventually the truth surfaces. And sometimes it's too, too big to, to ignore. And I feel like what we're talking about with ancient structures and eventually the evidence is going to be too big to ignore. Graham, like guys like Graham Hancock putting out truth about these sites and how old they are and questioning mainstream archaeology and, and them not having a rebuttal. And just the sheer... Fact or not allowing him... Not even allowing him to have a platform and just brushing him off. I'm surprised
0: like, Netflix did that. That let him put his show on there. Which, yeah, it granted, is... it was only 30-minute, 40-minute episodes. But um, he had six episodes of Ancient Apocalypse where he was able to get out more than enough to get... A, um, you know, being top-rated that week. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff that he talked about was interesting. Joe Rogan instantly... Instantly brought him put podcast. Brought, brought him on the pop podcast and instantly talked about it on his IG page and said you have to watch this and I did immediately because it's very intriguing stuff. It goes with things that I talk about and that we're talking about right now. Right.
1: If you're not intrigued by it in the slightest, you're going to be a, a person that's really hard to convince mm-hmm. or really hard to even talk to about it because people just want to they want to live their lives. They, they they want you know the sky to be blue. You know their oceans to be blue. They, they just want you know their norm, their normality. Try telling these people the sky is really not naturally blue and see you know? what they say. <laughs> they probably won't be like, what? 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 What do you mean? That's not what we're saying, folks, but it, you know, you
0: get, you get, you you get know. the gist of it. Joey, this was an amazing episode. And before I formally thank you, I want to thank the Anchor app by Spotify. Anchor is the free app that gives you all the tools and tricks you need to formulate your own podcast and get it out there to outlets like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Breaker, and many other podcasting outlets. So if you have a podcast idea and you wanna get it out there, go download Anchor by Spotify. If you want to find me on Instagram, S-W-A-B underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast, you can go there and click my link tree, and it will give you all the outlets, to so all the podcast outlets that I'm on, and you can start listening to the Say What Again Billy podcast. We got two more episodes, 99 next week, and then hundredth, the 100th episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast coming up. Joey, Thank you for being on. As you guys know, Joey is going to be a regular in season four. You're going to be hearing a lot more. So if you enjoy this episode, I hope you guys will look forward to season four where he'll be on a lot more. Joey, thank you, buddy.
1: Thank you, pal. Always a pleasure.
0: It's been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.